0: guys welcome to the message really excited to be sharing with you all today we are in the series called summer of love and uh it's going to heat up from here on out every week is kind of raising the temperature ever so slightly last week we talked about the vision for marriage and it was good and today i called this message say goodbye to lonely not loneliness to lonely because i like to be grammatically incorrect. But say goodbye to lonely. What am I talking about? This whole society, uh, our generation, especially if you're my age, kind of has the thing for loneliness. I don't know what it is, but you hear it in the songs, you see it in the TV shows. It's almost like being lonely is trendy these days, which is kind of weird. But you know, We've been in some crazy times this past year and a half or two years with the pandemic and everything. And we've had lockdowns, we've had isolation. And I know people have been struggling with this a lot, especially in these past, uh, you know, season or so. But even before that, even before we hit the pandemic, I think we were already in a pandemic of loneliness. We must be the most connected yet disconnected generation, society, whatever you want to call it. We are that right now. We got so much people on our phones, but we don't have that many people that we could call a real friend in real life. And that leads to all kinds of problems. And so today I want to talk about loneliness. And uh, if you're single, you might be thinking, oh, this is maybe for single people. Or if you're not single, you might be thinking this is for single people. Hey, this is for everybody. I think everybody at some point in their life feels this way. You might be in a relationship, you might be married, you might be single and you might still feel this loneliness. So what are we gonna do? what do we do when we are lonely? There's a great scripture in the Bible that I wanna talk about today. And I also wanna use some footage from The Chosen, which is an incredible TV series, kind of showing a bit more, maybe kind of like back scenes to Jesus's story in the Bible. But anyways, there's this amazing story of a wedding. And that's kind of funny, right? Because we're talking about loneliness, but I use a story about a wedding. Like how does that, how does those two kind of match? Well, I just wanna use this story of the wedding to show what God's image of good relationships, of good family, of good friendship looks like. And we have a look at Jesus and his family and friends in this story. So I thought it'd be a great image to start with. So without further ado, John two, verse one to five. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Cana, Cana one of those, in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Now, that's a lot of guys. Jesus had 12 disciples coming to a wedding. You better have enough food for 12 hungry dudes because they're going to eat and drink a lot. So then it said, when the wine was gone, there you go. I don't know if it was the disciples' fault or not, but whatever. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine woman, Jesus said to her, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And so I want to look at this story in The Chosen and let's see this interaction between Jesus and his disciples and his mom. Let's have a look. Just watch out for the frogs this time. (laughs) Oh, sons of Jonah. We were just looking for you. They're dancing to the song of Miriam and we thought you wouldn't want to miss it. Of course. Let's the three of us show him how it's done, huh? I don't think that's such a good idea. Why? Mm, Andrew has four left feet. Four? (laughs) Why four? When he tries to dance, he looks like a donkey walking on hot coals. (laughs) Oh, Andrew, do you deny it? I've never seen a donkey walking on hot coals. Actually, that would be a terrible thing to behold. (laughs) My son. Ah, Andrew, you see, even my own mother will join us in the Song of Miriam. They've run out of wine. But it's only the first day? Yes, and it's all gone. Not a drop left. Why are you telling me this? We can't let the celebration end like this. And the family humiliated. Boys, uh, go join the others. I'll be right there. Mm. If not now, when? Please. Do whatever he tells you. How good is that? It's so incredible to see the relationship. Jesus had great relationships. He loved those relationships. And I think it's incredible to see uh, what Jesus does. So basically, after this point, Jesus takes a bunch of jars of water And he turns them into wine. He does an incredible miracle. And the wedding is saved. Jesus is the hero. The mom knows it. The servants knows it. And uh, I love that scene. There's this little scene where, you know, Mary kind of just looks across the crowd and she sees Jesus. And Jesus kind of sees her. And she's like, thank you. And Jesus is like, I got you, fam. And uh, it's just a cool, cool representation that Jesus loved his mom. Jesus loved his family, right? And then let's have a look at, after that, there's a little party scene where they're kind of singing and dancing together. So let's check out that scene real quick. Fish, wine, what will be next? Any suggestions? Anything, and everything, let's do this. I'll go with you to the ends of the earth. I hope so, Simon. I seem to remember there was a problem. Something about Andrew's feet. Andrew's feet. But first we must evaluate. No? No. Uh, no, 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 I can't. I think we have to. No, 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 I can't. <laughs> Come on, Andrew's feet. <laughs> I love it. Jesus was joking around. He was having a good time with the family and friends. And actually, something I never noticed before, but it follows up in verse 12 in the Bible. It says, after this, after the wedding, which was probably a few days long, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they all stayed there for a few days. So don't you just love that, that Jesus loved family. Jesus loved the friendships that he had. And so I want to use this as an image to show what God is really happy about. God loves it when we are in good relationships. God loves it when we have good family and good friends around us. God loves this image. Because Jesus, he is God, right? And he's the one having fun, a bit of teasing, a bit of laughter here and there. And I think it's an incredible image that I want to base my life off on. But we're talking about loneliness today, right? So what do we do when we feel lonely? How do we deal with loneliness in this kind of era? I want to read this scripture here. Psalm 68, verse 6. It says, God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. This is God's heart. This is God's desire. He wants to take lonely people and put them in community, put them into good relationships. So i got three quick things I wanna mention. The first one is family. Let's value our families. I love it at the wedding in the scene that the the interaction between Jesus and his mum. I think it's such a cool, uh, not reaction, interaction uh, between the two. It shows how real Jesus was. It shows his human side. It shows that Jesus loved his family. And I think it's great that even though we all come from different backgrounds, we all have different stories, places we were born, different types of upbringings, uh, we can all find a similarity right we can all find something that we can all relate to in Jesus and I love the local church because that's the place where we can gather and be a family be a crazy looking multicultural multi age multi whatever word you want to add after multi that's us that's the local church and I love the local church and I love that God has chosen us and God has put us into this incredible family Now, when I say valuing your family, I'm not talking about going back to necessarily a abusive relationship where you're gonna get hurt. I'm not talking about that, but if you had a tough upbringing, or maybe you don't really know your family that well, or you don't have a great relationship with your family, I believe that God wants to fill your heart with the goodness and kindness of his family called the local church. God wants you to be part of his family. So I don't know what kind of experience you've had, But God wants you to be part of his family. And so I think if we are maybe not so close with our family or there might be some stuff going on there, let's be praying for our families, guys, right? Let's be praying that God would touch them, that God would save their soul, that God would do a miracle in our families. Because I believe if we can see more miracles in our families, then we're going to see this nation change. We're going to see your nation change. We're going to see relationships and society changed. It's very important and very powerful, the power of family. The second thing is that we got to choose the right friends. So Jesus, right, he chose his friends. He chose, he handpicked those 12 disciples. And we too have the opportunity, the, uh, the privilege to be able to choose our close friends. I'm not saying you can choose who is at work with you or who is, you know, at school with you. And you might not even, you know, well, we we can't choose what family we're born into, but we can choose what kind of friendships we want to have. And so I think it's really important that we look at the example of Jesus and we choose friendships that are going to help us into our future, not friendships that kind of pull you back. If you had a test coming up, let's say, It's a test to get into college, right? Really important test and you got to study. If you don't study, you're going to fail. And you know, bad things will happen after that, clearly. But let's say that you have some friends. You like these guys. These guys are fun to be with. You like to hang out. You laugh, you joke, you enjoy their company. But then these friends are coming along to you saying, don't study for that test. You don't need that test. Come hang out with us. We are all you need. We are the best for you. What happens if you do that? Then you're gonna fail the test. You're not gonna get into the good university and your future might be limited because of that. Even though those friendships might feel comfortable, you might enjoy those friendships. Are those the best friendships for your life? I think if we thought about it, we would all probably say, Uh, Probably not. (laughs) Probably these guys don't really care too much about my future. They just care about here and now. And that's the same as us as Christians. If we have friendships around us, people around us that are trying to pull us away from church, trying to pull us away from our relationship with God, you have to question yourself, is this really the best friendships that I could have in my life? Or, Can I find some better relationships, some better friendships that are going to be with me? We're going to move forward together. We're running towards the same goal. I want those kind of relationships. And you might be listening to this thinking, I don't really have those kind of relationships. Well, I got good news for you because I know, because from my personal experience, I have found those relationships at church. This is why I also love Connect Group. Because Connect Group is a place where you can gather with some some guys or with some girls. And you guys can just talk about life. You can talk about what you're going through. You can talk about what God is speaking to you. We can talk things about the future and about the, our vision that we have. And it's we, we got that similarity, right? We got that thing that ties us together. It's called faith in Jesus. And I think we should be close with people that share those similarities. I love what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. It says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things because bad company corrupts good character. Now, I've seen many people over my, uh, what, 28 years of life in church, outside of church, kind of fall away from friendships or relationships because... They make another relationship, and then that relationship maybe might not be so healthy for them. I've seen it happen a lot in church, actually, which is quite sad. It breaks my heart to see that. And uh, I think we, as Christians, we need to be wise. That yet, yes, we can be friendly with everybody, but we don't have to be best friends with everybody. You understand what I'm saying? We can be friendly. I'm not saying like shut people out. I'm not saying like put the fences down, draw the bridge up. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm just saying, let's be wise with who we invest our souls into, who we invest our hearts into, because you want to make sure that those people are going to be the people that are going to run with you towards the future that God has for you and so let me read this scripture proverbs 18 verse 24 it says there are friends who destroy each other but a real friend sticks closer than a brother and i can tell you very clearly that at church i've found some great brothers to do life with I believe I'm very blessed because I've been able to meet these people and we've been able to develop a great relationship. And like I said before, if you're watching this and you're thinking, I want that. I don't have that. I need that in my life. Well, then it all starts with taking that little step of faith of maybe watching a service like you are today and maybe a step after that of getting connected to a connect group because it sounds scary, right? It sounds like a daunting task to take that step and to to jump into a group of strangers right? But let me tell you something. These are the nicest strangers you'll ever meet in your life. These strangers are are there for you. They want to help you. They want to encourage you and pray for you and help guide you in this thing that we call life. And so I encourage you guys, why not take that little step of faith and join a connect group. Let's make some great relationships with our brothers out there and for the ladies out there, with your sisters out there. There's so many people that are waiting and willing to accept you into their community, into their friendship group. And so all it takes is a little step of faith. And I believe if you can do that, and you can step into it, then you can enter into God's family. And as we enter into God's family, we can experience the richness of the type of friendships that God wants for us. Just like Jesus and Peter and Andrew, how they were joking around, how they were doing life together. As you read the Bible more, you know, they laughed together. They spent time together. They told, you know, they told Jesus about the problems they were going through. Jesus was with them. He encouraged them. They cried together. They did life together. And those are the kind of brothers that it's talking about in Proverbs 18. So let's make sure that we are committed to making good friendships, to making the right relationships. We're not trying to cut people off. We're not trying to kick people out of our life. We're just gonna be smart and wise and choose the right friendships to keep close in our heart. And the last thing I wanna say is that we need to prepare for the future. When I was 20 or 21, I thought I was gonna get married. I legitimately thought, you know what, when I turn 20, I'm gonna find the girl, I'm gonna get married and all my dreams are gonna come true. I didn't get married till I was uh, 27. So that's like seven years later. So needless to say, I had to wait a little bit. (laughs) But now obviously I am married to the lovely Melissa and we are enjoying our lives very much together. But you know what? There was a long way before that. And to all my single friends out there watching, I feel you. I totally feel you, I get it. I know that it's tough and I know there's seasons of ups and downs where you, you're you seriously questioning God. Like God, what's going on? I thought you promised me great relationships and i um, lacking all of them except for this one. So, <laughs> kinda, it's time for you to show up Lord with your glory and uh, all that goodness. Come on, help me out here God, I'm waiting, right? I've been there, I know how it feels. You know, I was uh, a groomsman uh, quite a few times <laughs> in life. And so it got to the point where I had friends getting, you know, friends around me, they're getting in relationships and other friends are getting married. And even these friends, they're having kids. And I'm just like, Jesus, take me away. <laughs> like, Lord, take the wheel. <laughs> and it's like, it comes to that point where it's like, I'm kind of sick of being the groomsman. And I find, I want to be the groom. I want to be the guy that stands in the middle and not the guy that stands on the side with the little claps. I want to be that. But I had to wait. God had a good plan. He had the best plan for me and I had to trust his plan. And it says in Genesis 2, 18, the Lord's himself, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So God Himself said that when He created Adam, that He doesn't want man to be alone. And for women as well, He doesn't want women to be alone. He designed us to go together as two pieces to the puzzle. And God's desire for us is to find that. He has a plan for that. But if that is not today, if you don't know who that is today, it's okay. God has a plan. And I want to encourage you guys that are waiting out there to keep on trusting in him. I know it can be tough. I know it can be especially tough with this, you know, uh, pandemic and lockdowns and can't see people physically on Sundays anymore. And you can't maybe see that many people from the opposite sex that much more uh, these days. I know it can be tough, guys. But God has an incredible plan for you. Do not give up on the plan of God. You will miss out on so much in life if we give up now. And you might have been waiting for a long time. I waited for a long time too. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I waited for the right timing and for the right person because we are living an incredible life together right now. And it's all because of God. Everything that we have in this earth is because of God. And so I don't want us, because it's easy to kind of look at other people and be jealous and be like, oh, she got a hot boyfriend. Or, oh, he got the hot girl. Like it's, it's easy to like compare yourselves with other people's success. But let me read this scripture for you here in Hebrews 13:5 in the New King James Version, because you had to say it like that. Uh, it says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Basically, don't be jealous of other people. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself, God, has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I think it's great that God wants to bless us with incredible relationships. He wants to bless us with family. He wants to bless us with friends. And yes, he wants to bless us with an incredible marriage in the future. But those things are not going to fill the hole of loneliness in your heart. You know, you see those boxes that like babies or kids play with and it's kind of like, you got the circle and the circle goes in the circle and you can't put the square in the circle because it's the wrong shape and you try to get the star and you put, it doesn't fit. And all those other relationships won't fit in the circle shaped hole that only God can fill. God is the only thing that can fill that hole of loneliness in our heart. And when I say lonely, I'm not talking about being alone necessarily because we are sometimes physically alone. But loneliness can only be filled by the love of God. That circle is the shape of God's love and that's the only thing that's gonna fit in that place. You can't fill it with those other relationships. And so yes, God wants to bless you with those relationships. God wants to make your life feel great and have great people around you, but we need to get this clear that God is the only one that's going to fill that circle of loneliness. That is how we say goodbye to lonely. That is how we are able to make it through these seasons of life. And you might be thinking, but I'm, I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for a long time and I still feel lonely. I'm single and I'm waiting for my partner and I don't know where God is. And I don't know. Hey, whoa, calm down. Okay, take it easy. You already have everything you need. If you needed that relationship now, you would have it now. If I needed that relationship when I was 20, I would have had it when I was 20. But I'm glad I didn't because I wasn't ready and she wasn't ready and we didn't even know each other. And God has a plan. God has an incredible plan for you guys. So I want to encourage you do not give up. On God's plan. Do not get tired of trusting in God. I know there's ups and downs. I know it can feel tough sometimes, especially with lockdowns and isolation and no physical church for some of us. Some of you, you guys are blessed and <sighs> congratulations to you guys. But for those of us who don't have our amazing venue, then we gotta wait and the wait is real and the wait can be a little bit tough sometimes. But God is Always with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is with you in the darkest days He is with you in the good days. He is with you when you're feeling bad. He's with you when you're feeling good He's with you when you're crying in your bed. He is with you when you're rejoicing and praising him on Sunday He is with you no matter what circumstance you find yourself in He loves you and he doesn't want to see you wallowing in self-pity or or feeling bad for yourself because because He's like, hey, I'm here whenever you're ready. Come on, come to me and I will give you rest. Come to me and you will experience my love and my peace. And so I want to encourage you guys today that if you're feeling lonely, then let's get back to God. Because those times in my life when I was single and feeling lonely or feeling like I lacked something, feeling like I was incomplete in some way, Those were the moments that I had to get to God. I had to get strength from God because even though I had good friends and I had good family around me, those people could not fill the hole. I need God and we all need God. And so today as i finish i just want to pray a prayer of blessing over you all if anyone's out there watching today whether you're single whether you're in a relationship if you're feeling a sense of loneliness if you're feeling that longing for those real relationships like we saw with jesus and his mom and his disciples his friends then i want to pray for you today and especially if you're a christian and you have jesus then i want to pray that you would be content with where you are in life right now, with what God has given you in life right now, and that we can be excited for the future for what God is going to bring. Are you ready? Let's pray. Yes, God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you that you have an incredible plan for us that you know what's best for us and your timing is never wrong your timing is never late it's never early you're always right on time so God I pray that you would help us trust in you and trust in your timing God and I pray for any of my friends out there today that are struggling in this area of loneliness or struggling in an area of relationships God I pray you help them right now I pray that your spirit would fill them right now and you give them strength God you let you fill them with your love you fill them with your peace and so that they would be able to go out and be confident in who they are and in who you are God and I pray that you keep us strong during these seasons where there's lockdowns and isolations God we just believe that after all of the seasons and all this craziness is over we're gonna come back together stronger than ever ready to do incredible things for you and while we wait God we're still gonna do incredible things for you so I pray that we would develop our relationship with you and become closer and closer to you I pray you help us in Jesus name Amen and like I said guys the only thing that will fill that hole in your life that lonely hole is Jesus And if you want to accept Jesus into your life today, I want to pray for you really quickly. All you need to know is that Jesus came to this earth 2,000 years ago. He died a terrible death on the cross for you because he loves you. And he rose again three days later, guys. He's alive. He's here right now. He's inside of me. He's helping me and he wants a relationship with you. He wants to help you. He wants to fill that hole. He wants to get rid of the pain. He wants to give you a hope and a future. So I'm going to count to three and I'm going to say now. And when I say now, I'm just going to ask you to simply make that decision in your heart to receive Jesus. Are you ready? Three, two, one, now. Why don't you just receive him into your life right now? Come on, amazing, so good. Well, let me just quickly pray for you all that made that decision. Yes, God, we thank you for these incredible people. I pray you come into their life in a powerful way right now. They would feel you right now. They would feel your love entering them, filling those holes in their life. And all the things from the past or the pain or the hurt is gone in Jesus' name. They are a new creation from this point on. And God, I pray that you would help them get excited for the incredible plan and future that you have for them. We thank you so much, God. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. Well, if you enjoyed this message today, make sure you leave a like, or you share, or you subscribe, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya.